from Studio One at the worldwide headquarters of ESPN and from Studio HD in Atlanta, Georgia, this is Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and on Sirius XM Channel 80. It's finally here, the opportunity to put names and lights all over the NBA. The opportunity to stop talking about what might happen, to stop talking about who's not in the real playoff conversation, and the opportunity to see the greats and the best of the best separate themselves, which is going to lead us to a little chaos. Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM, Channel 80. Harry Douglas, Jason Fitz, we're presented by Progressive Insurance. You guys can chime in, 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. And you know what, Harry? Usually we start with some big magical conversation back and forth, but no, not today, my friend. Today we start with the slate of chaos. That music can mean only one thing. Now it's time to dance the electric slide. Hey, what? The slate of chaos is here. There is so much incredible action this weekend. We are going to do Slate of Chaos, particularly on the NBA playoffs, one conference at a time. And Harry, we're starting with the Wild Wild West. You feeling good? You feeling ready? You look good today, by the way. If you're watching us in the app, I like that shirt, buddy. You look good. Well, well can I say this first? You okay, know, yeah. there's nothing better than for a man going to get a haircut or a woman going to get her hair done. You feel different. When those th- either one of those two things happen, a woman getting her hair done or a guy getting a fresh haircut, let's go, baby. I'm ready to roll. You're doing and it fresh. happens to be Love Friday, ladies and gentlemen. I don't know. I feel like if you and I side by side right after we get haircuts, I look like Forrest Gump. You look like Kid and Play. We got something going. We got something going. Just get that high and tight. All right. Let's get to Slate of Chaos and let's start. I'm. A, you know what? I get to pick what we start with. So I'm going to pick with the easiest one of these, which is Thunder Nuggets. All right, we're starting with Thunder Nuggets, and don't worry, Minnesota fans, calm down. We'll get to you in a second. If we end up, because remember, we still have a playing game between the Thunder and the Timberwolves. So if we end up Thunder Nuggets, we're going to predict all of these series, even the ones that might not happen. Harry Douglas, any chance that you can see the Oklahoma City Thunder actually upsetting the Nuggets? Well, for the Oklahoma City Thunder, it was a great year. You guys overachieved. It was nice having you in the NBA playoffs. Now it's time to go home. No, Fitz. Not not, not in a million years do I see the Thunder being able to beat the Denver Nuggets. I think the Denver Nuggets are too deep, especially when you have a superstar player, Nikola Jokic, who's going to be be able to go out there and get any kind of bucket that he wants. You have Jamal Murray and also Michael Porter Jr. Uh, You got Bruce Brown coming off the bench. You had... uh, KCP, Carwell Pope coming in, hitting three-pointers as well. So the Denver Nuggets, I think they will overtake the Oklahoma City Thunder and do it in a, in a, a great fashion as well. Yeah, I agree with you on all of that. And let's be fair, we could also end up with... Timberwolves, Nuggets. And I don't think the outcome is going to be any different. I mean, as much as I'm actually looking forward to the matchup between the Thunder, uh, or, yeah, the Thunder and the Timberwolves, I think there's going to be a lot of offense in that playing game. I'm interested to see how Minnesota responds after absolutely falling apart. That's going to be a wild game. Neither of them are going to give us a wild series, all right? Like, the Nuggets are just clearly better than both of well, these teams. Well, I, I would say this. I think Minnesota has a better chance than Oklahoma City does 
against the Denver Nuggets. When you look at a guy like, you know, Carl Anthony Towns being able to step away from the basket, Nikola Jokic does some of the same things. I think where they can exploit, though, is putting, you know, Rudy Gobert in a pick-and-roll situation and create mismatches off of that. Also, Anthony Edwards, I don't, I mean, if they win this game tonight, I don't think he has, he's going to have another, you know, slump like we've seen he, him have against the Los Angeles Lakers. So the chances are better for the Minnesota Timberwolves than I think it is for the Oklahoma City Thunder, but I still think Denver takes over this series and wins. I mean, the chances are better a little like saying if Evan and Devin walk into the room and they see Giselle and they decide <laughs> they're going to buy Giselle a drink, they can buy Giselle a drink and one might have a better chance than the other of, of getting to go home with Giselle, but ain't either of them doing it, right? So that, yeah, you're, you're right. that I'll give you more of a chance, but I ain't giving you a good chance on that one. Obviously, Thanks. we're both uh, we're both high on this. I think, uh, I think honestly, frankly, we're looking at a gentleman's sweep in either of these. I, I would say a total sweep, but I like to give a little bit of credit. We will pick these these games in these series. So I am taking the Nuggets versus either of their opponents in five. I'm going to go the Nuggets versus OKC in five. I'm going to go the Nuggets versus Minnesota in six. Oh, six? Six? All right. We're going to see who was more right when this is all done. We're going through the slate of chaos. By the way, that uh, that game at Denver Sunday, 10.30 p.m. on TNT. Uh, The NBA playoffs are on ESPN Radio, though. You just need to know that. Tune in to play play in action tonight. Heat hosts the Bulls, followed by Thunder Timberwolves, presented by Indeed. Coverage begins at 6.30 p.m. Eastern on most ESPN radio stations and on Sirius XM Channel 80. Sticking in the West, let's go to what I think is the next most intriguing matchup. Clippers, Suns. All right, so we got Clippers versus the Suns here. We all know there's no Paul George at least early and probably throughout this series, which makes this a heavy lift for the Clippers. But everybody loves the Clippers coach. Harry, what are you looking for in this one? I think Kawhi Leonard and and, and, and Kevin Durant, right? The two superstars. I still, I'm still going to put Kawhi Leonard as a superstar, even though he's been banged up. He's a guy that's won two NBA championships, and we know what he means to a franchise. But I think these two guys are really going to shine in this series. I just think when you look at the Phoenix Suns, they have more firepower. They have more guys that can get their bucket. You talk about Devin Booker, Chris Paul being able to facilitate and put these guys in the best situations possible. What is Russell Westbrook going to be able to do in this series? Is he going to be able to put his stamp on it and make a big difference until Paul George is able to come back, if Paul George comes back in the series. Yeah, Russell Westbrook isn't going to make any difference because he just doesn't make a difference anymore in the NBA. But we love talking about him. Uh, this is that that I know everybody wants to find some tempting reason, but I think the Suns are about to dominate their way through the West. Sneak peek to what I'll be picking in every round. I think the Suns win this series, and I think the Suns win this series in Five. I'm taking wow. Phoenix in five. I think Phoenix is no, drastically better than the Clippers. No. What, what? I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Phoenix in six. I'm yep. gonna go Phoenix in six. You can't. You can't just ignore the length that the Los Angeles Clippers present when you talk about their wing guys and you know how those guys are able to defend. You can't negate Norman Powell too. He's been playing very well for this team. Uh, so I, 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 mean, I think the Suns in six. You say you can't uh, ignore the length, but watch this. I'm ignoring the length. I'm out. Like, see, it's that easy, Harry. It's Fitz and Harry as we go through the slate of chaos of the Western Conference. All right, so so far we agree Well, I think on... it's safe to say you're the type of guy that says size doesn't matter. <laughs> well, you know. <laughs> Whew. Motion in the ocean. All right, next up. Warriors. Kings. 
Warriors Kings. We're going in the order of intriguing, obviously, for all of these. Warriors are are the sixth seed. I would just like to remind everybody that the defending world champions are the sixth seed. The Sacramento Kings are the three seed. I'm just trying to build a little suspense here because I think we're, we're going the same way on everything so far. What do you got in this one, Harry? Ooh, I'm really looking forward to both seeing both of these offenses because they are number one and number two in the NBA. Now, the thing about the Sacramento Kings is that they don't play stifling defense. That's a problem when you're facing the Golden State Warriors. So I think Golden State is going to be too much for them offensive-wise. But I want to see De'Aaron Fox. I want to see you know him go go at it with Steph Curry and go back and forth and see how he 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 fares up against them in a playoff series in a playoff atmosphere. Now I do believe that the Golden State Warriors will win this one in six as well. I just can't discredit everything that Sacramento has done this season alongside their head coach Mike Brown, who was with the Golden State Warriors for a long time, 2016 to 2022. So he knows everything about this organization. The Warriors are trash on the road. Oh, we all know that. Right, We all know that the Warriors are just dreadful on the road. I can't tell you what Sacramento's like in a home playoff series because we haven't seen it in 17 damn years. Like, <laughs> who knows what Sacramento's going to be like in a home playoff series because we haven't seen it since, I don't know, like most of us. Are, like you, what, what, 17 years ago, what was Harry Douglas doing? You were, you were, you were crushing it in the NFL 17 years ago. I, I don't know. Were you in college 17 years ago? I mean, my God, 17 years is a long yeah. time. Yeah, it was. Uh, look, I mean. Yeah, I was um, – <laughs> Man, I was jumping off of ceiling fans. I know that. Uh, well, they, they, they never that <laughs> about them. Love Friday. I mean, that <laughs> love, love Friday is getting started. See, like there, there was he was using his size and his motion as he was jumping off the what? ceiling fan all at once. Seventeen years ago, I got no what? idea what to expect from Sacramento. I'm taking the Warriors in seven. All right, I'm taking the okay. Warriors in seven, which means they have to win a road playoff game. I don't feel good about that, but that's where we are. Uh, that and again, all of this action across the all platforms. But the Warriors, you can watch Saturday, 8.30 p.m. on ABC. We just did all of the Western Conference, right? We got all the games. We got all no. the – oh, wait. We, wait. We missed one. Wait. Did we miss one? Did the we biggest miss one? one. The oh. one you're anticipating. We the missed, one you are anticipating. We missed the most anticipated matchup of the entire first round. I don't care what conference it is. So, all right. Fine. You guys want to talk Lakers, Grizzlies? We'll do it. And you'll hear one expert that will tell you exactly what you need to know about this series, other than me. I've been telling you all this time. Our predictions will be set in stone next on the Grizzlies and the Lakers. Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio. I wouldn't mind playing LeBron in a seven-game series. The Lakers escape. They advance to the NBA playoffs where they will play the Memphis Grizzlies. Even without Jaw, they winning basketball games, so they're a tough team. Fitz and Harry, the podcast. I wouldn't mind playing LeBron in a seven-game series. The Lakers escape. They advance to the NBA playoffs where they will play the Memphis Grizzlies. Even without Jaw, they were winning basketball games, so they're a tough team. But it's going to be a fun, interesting series. I don't know how anybody last night could watch the Lakers who were at death's door against Minnesota. And now all of a sudden they're going to go beat Memphis, who, by the way, 35-6 and six at home. Best home record in the NBA. You knew you were ready for it. Love Fridays. I'm Fitz and Harry. 
Presented by Progressive Insurance, Harry Douglas, Jason Fitz. You know what we do on Friday afternoons? We set the mood. It's a beautiful day in Connecticut. I hope it's a beautiful day wherever you are. I hope you find a way to sneak out of work early. Go home, turn on this playlist. Light all the candles. Pour yourself a little cocktail. Mmm. Mmm. Mmm, mmm, mmm. HD, I'm going to church and it's only Friday afternoon and ain't yes, Sunday. Lord. Preach it, Pastor. Preach it. Hallelujah. The NBA playoffs <laughs> are on ESPN Radio. <laughs> Tune in tomorrow night. The Cavs host the Knicks, presented by Indeed. Coverage begins at 5.30 p.m. Eastern on most ESPN radio stations and on Sirius XM. Channel 80. All right, you know what? You know the only thing better than Love Fridays? I'm going to tell you what my plan is on Sunday. All right, on Sunday, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put my feet up and I'm going to mm-hmm. get ready. I'm going to pop some popcorn, even though my body's a shrine and I don't eat things I'm not supposed to eat. I'm going to put a little butter on that popcorn because I am ready Ooh. for a buttery, silky smooth Sunday. Silky smooth Sunday where predictions come true. A silky smooth Sunday where I can pop my feet up and say, mmm, you know the only thing tastier? The only thing tastier than this buttered popcorn is watching this matchup. Lakers, Grizzlies. Because you know what we're going to see on Sunday in the Slate of Chaos? We're going to see Talk chaos. To we are going to see absolute imploding topic lines for Monday morning because the Grizzlies are going to get in there and they are just going to take care of business. And step one of my prediction that the Lakers are done in one round, the step, the first step towards that is going to happen on Sunday. You say it all the time. Say it with your chest. I cannot wait to come on air Monday and say what? Four words. I told you so. Oh, America, get ready. I'm about to be insufferable every single time the Grizzlies take it to the Lakers, which is going to be four, because that's all they got to do is get four wins over LA, and when it happens, oh, my clapback video is going to be good. Oh, my attitude's going to be bad. Oh, my sauce is going to be another level. <laughs> We're going to need love Mondays, because I'm going to be making love to everything this weekend, as I know the Grizzlies are about to do me right, Harry. You are in your zone right now. But I got to ask you a question. Yeah. What if the Lakers take game one fits? Oh, it's a seven-game series. I mean, there's a lot of basketball. (laughs) (laughs) No, but but I will say this. Uh, I I am really looking for, and how in the hell did we match shirts, but just different colors? Yeah, I know. Uh, By the way, like. That's crazy. We got got a thing going here. Like, we got got a thing. I I, I dressed a little fancy today because I'm hosting Bet uh, at 4 p.m. Eastern on all of our uh, digital Mm -hmm. platforms, a little betting content. at four. So I I decided I'd wear a button-up shirt today. Felt more like a tank top shirt, but I want okay. button up I like today. It, I do feel like we're like brothers from another mother. But but here's the thing though. I, I think this is a series where you look at one team who's older, a lot older than the other, right? That being the Los Angeles Lakers versus the Memphis Grizzlies. So for me, I think it's imperative from the Los Angeles Lakers perspective. If you want to get a head start on this series, I think you have to win either game one or game two, especially game one. When your legs are fresh, right? I understand you didn't play since last Tuesday, but I think this is the freshest your legs will be in this entire series. So if you can steal game one, steal game one. But I think from the Memphis Grizzlies perspective, I think it's imperative that, you know, Jaron Jackson Jr. stays out of foul trouble, stays on the floor. It's also a score for this team and is anchoring them defensively because he's going to be defensive player of the year. Dylan Brooks, Dylan Brooks, be yourself. But don't let it get outside the game. Like, stay within the means and the confines of the basketball game and 
doesn't don't let it hurt your basketball team when it's all said and done. John Morant, you got to be John Morant. Desmond Bain, you got to hit shots. But then you got Luke Kennard and Tyus Jones coming off the bench. Those guys are going to have to be able to add instant offense. But I'm also worried about the Los Angeles Lakers because no one outside of LeBron can create or get their own shot. Anthony Davis has to be set up. He's not a guy that can take get the rebound, drive down the court, and create his own shot. That's not his game. He has to be put and set up in, you know, um, great situations in order to be effective. LeBron's going to have to do that also. D'Angelo Russell, you have to hit shots from the outside. You can't go one for nine like you just did against the Minnesota Timberwolves. You can't be on the back of a milk cart. You can't go ghosting everybody. I understand you may watch Power, but you're not ghost. You can't disappear on people. <laughs> All you right. got to show up. So Evan says that there's a stat that's going to make me nervous if the Lakers take game one. So Evan, I'm going to ask you to give go ahead. Give me this metric that I'm supposed to be worried about. Give it to me. Yeah. LeBron in his career is 27 and two after winning Ooh. game one, 12 and nine after losing game one. Okay. So here's, here's, here's what's going to happen Monday. Just give me the first one of those. All right. Let's say that, uh, let's say that the Lakers win. Go ahead. Give me that first stat again. Yeah. Then the Lakers, he'd, uh, he'd still be 27 and two after winning game one. Okay. So uh, I would just like to remind you, I don't care about the past. The past means nothing to the future. This is a Memphis team. It means nothing. Now give me the other one if the Lakers lose. 12 and 9. Yeah, history tells you that this absolutely means the Lakers are done. See, I'm in a win-win situation after game one. If the Lakers turn around and win game one, I'm just going to come in and tell everybody in the entire world that I am not worried. I'm not nervous. It's a seven-game series, and history doesn't matter. If they lose game one, I'm going to remind everybody that the metrics mean, show you that that means that LeBron's done. Like, I'm going to manipulate the information however it best suits my narrative. I can't be clearer on this, Harry. Like, well, I, and, here, Here's the thing. In this series... I picked Memphis to win this series, but if you was to say, would it surprise me if the Lakers upset Memphis? And I understand upset is, is probably saying something crazy, but they are the seventh seed for a reason, right? Even with LeBron James, but it wouldn't surprise me if the Los Angeles Lakers ended up winning this series either. I think game one is so important for this team because I think it is the best opportunity for them to get a win because they will be a little bit more fresh than they would the rest of the series. I thought we were friends. Draymond Green was on the Draymond Green show. Don't know if you've ever heard of it. And this is what he said about the Lakers Grizzlies series. I probably should be careful with giving someone some bulletin board material because this will be our next opponent when we go take care of our business. But if you need bullets and board material at this point, then so be it. But I think the Lakers, I think the Lakers will take this series. I think it'll be an upset. Won't be easy. One word for you, Harry. Biased. That's it. Like, you just got to be biased. That's the only... It's Draymond, Draymond is being petty. He, no. <laughs> he doesn't like the Memphis Grizzlies. So that's why he's saying that. I mean, he may feel that way. You know him and LeBron has a great relationship as well. Uh, but I would just say this. The way Draymond feels about Memphis, for some odd and apparent reason, I want to see the Memphis Grizzlies facing the Golden State Warriors in the second round like we seen last year. That's what I want to see. And I understand we have this slate of round one first, uh, you know, these seven-game series to get through first. But I'm looking ahead because that's what I can do because I'm not playing any damn sp any sports anymore. Those guys can't look ahead. I can. I want to see the Golden State Warriors versus the Memphis Grizzlies in round two. That's what I want. And Draymond is just throwing icing on a cake on why I want to see that matchup. You know what? You just said cake. Maybe that, you know, game one of the Lakers-Memphis Sunday, 3 p.m. on ABC Eastern Time, obviously. Also on ESPN Radio where you can hear Every single minute of it. 
that's what I'll be doing. And and maybe I'll just get myself a big old celebratory piece of cake. Like maybe Sunday's my splurge day this week because I'm a splurge as I just so sit now back. you eating popcorn. Uh-huh. You gonna be eating cake. Uh huh. I work out. I, you know my body. I, mean, just I understand trying. it's love weekend. Don't be eating every, any and everything. No, I mean like I'm just saying uh, as I celebrate every single slice of cake. Uh, gonna have okay. ice cream next. Uh, oh, ice cream and cake. Yeah. No, peaches and cream. Uh, you no, know the song by One Twelve. I mean peaches, peaches and cream is okay. Uh, I'm, cream. I'm gonna throw the piece of cake on its side. This is the the key. I'm gonna throw the piece of cake on its side and then I'm going to eat all of the cake out of it just to leave the frosting because the frosting is the best part and then every single bite of the frosting I'm just going to say I bite told bite you bite Ooh. so over and I might even post this on Instagram I like I am that wildly confident by the way but, I might but, but need look, to take do, Monday off do, if this do you not want to see in round two and I, and I get it y'all I get everyone I understand no, I want Grizzlies one. Warriors I want Grizzlies that's, Warriors that's what I want too and I, I, I'm pretty sure uh, ESPN wants you know Grizzlies Warriors as well well and then I want Warriors Suns like I want the drama in every single round that drama just doesn't include the Lakers uh, Kendrick Perkins expects more than just a first round win for the Lakers we'll tell you why we think Perk uh, we'll tell you what Perk thinks the Lakers can do and Obviously, why he's wildly wrong next. First, Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio. All eyes will be on Donovan Mitchell as the Cleveland Cavaliers take on the New York Knicks in what should be the most competitive series of the first round. Game one of the Knicks and Cavaliers, presented by Indeed. Coverage begins tomorrow at 5.30 Eastern on ESPN Radio and on ESPN. You can also listen on the ESPN app and on Sirius XM Channel 80. Fitz and Harry, the podcast. They could beat any team in the West, including the Memphis Grizzlies and the Phoenix Suns and the Golden State Warriors. When you start talking about those teams, those are all teams that are clearly better right now, in my mind. So when I look at them and what they've been doing over the last two months, I had them going to the NBA Finals. And I love Kendrick Perkins. Two snaps and a pop. And as I say to pop, I got to say, stop, Perk, stop. (laughs) The Lakers are not going to the NBA Finals. It's love Friday. I'm Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio. You You know what we do. Just that too. Friday afternoon to set the mood for Friday night. All love here. Mm. All love for our buddy Kendrick Perkins, ESPN NBA analyst. Perk, when I say love Fridays, is there like a slow jam that uh, that Perk thinks of that sort of sets the mood for Perk? Well, well, I I thought we was coming on here to talk about who wants most. It's the NBA postseason. I ain't know he was talking about a homecoming high school dance. That's what the <laughs> just put me in. I mean, what, we, what, what we doing? Do I, I need a hang up and call back? No, 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 no. Perk, just relax for a second. See, what we do every Friday is that we have Love Friday because, you know, some people out there, they don't, they don't have it like us. They need help. So we try to help everyone going into the weekend. That's what we do. You know what I'm saying? So we're going to still get into it. But we we got to come in with with that pizzazz. We got to come in with that right love music to help people yeah. get get through their weekend and their Friday. You know what I'm saying? No, nah, I'm with you on that. I'm with you on that. Hey, hey look, I'm gonna tell you one thing about me: R B, R B, uh, 
nineties R and B was is is always on my playlist. Yes, sir. I mean, we all have that in common. I think, uh, you know, helped make all of us men. Uh, Perk, uh, you and I, if we were at the dance, though, like we can't slow dance because I'm saying the Lakers are done against the Grizzlies. You're saying they're going to the NBA Finals. Why do you like them against Memphis? Well, why don't why don't you like them, not like them against Memphis? That's so, a fair point. I think that Jaron Jackson Jr., defensive player of the year, can play well. Baines played well enough to give them secondary scoring, and John Morant's unbelievable. The only argument is, well, if A.D. and LeBron go off, and I understand that, but even when A.D. and LeBron have gone off, they've struggled to get wins against teams like Utah, and they struggled to get the win against a team like Minnesota. They need help from somebody else, and I'm not relying on that every game. Those teams are worse than Memphis. And they struggled to get those wins when they needed them most. Well, well, see, that's where you're wrong. So when I look at the Memphis Grizzlies, I look at them missing two important pieces that I think people really don't understand how important these two guys are. And that's Steven Adams and that's Brandon Clark, okay? Jared Jackson Jr. is the defensive player of the year in my eyes. I voted for him. But history has shown us that he has a problem with staying on the floor, okay? So because of foul trouble. And so when I look at the Lakers, who in the second part of the season, I believe was one of the top teams in the league for us getting in the paint and actually getting to the free throw line because of their physicality and them imposing their will, I see a plus there. And then when I look at the Lakers and I look at them the second part of the season with the additions that they added, they were the best defensive team. They played boxes and elbows. They allow Anthony Davis to be a wrong guy because you got a guy that's versatile, that's 6'9", 6'10", that's athletic with a high motor in Jared Vanderbilt, who you actually could put on a guy like Jared Jackson Jr. and allow AD to roam. So when I look at this matchup in particular, yes, we're probably going to ask who's going to guard job. Who's going to take a team deal? But who's going to stop LeBron James? Like, literally, who's going to stop him? He might average 35 in this series. They just don't have the size, the strength to stop a LeBron James. And this LeBron James is not going to be hanging out on the perimeter. This LeBron James is going to be playing daddy ball on the low block. So when you change the pace of the game and you look at what the Lakers did added, when you look at how Austin Reeves has been balling, when you look at what D'Angelo uh, Russell is capable of doing, he's the guy that could light you up for 20. We just saw what Dennis Schroeder did uh, in the Timberwolves game. How he was the spark for him. I don't see why picking the Lakers in this series is so far off. So now, I, now, I will say this. I picked Memphis to win this series, but I think for the Lakers to have the best chance to take this series, I think game one to me is the most important because I think this is the freshest, even though I don't think they're fresh, this is the freshest this Lakers team will be throughout this playoffs and especially throughout this series. So if they can get game one, I think the chances go up. I still got Memphis winning this. I think the only thing that kind of bothers me about the Lakers is that, honestly, I feel like outside of LeBron, you don't have anybody else that can create and get their own shot at will when you need them to. When you look at other teams, now I'm talking the broader picture the Western Conference. You have multiple teams that have guys that, that are just bona fide scores and can get a bucket. 
I don't see that with the Lakers outside of LeBron. And definitely, D'Angelo Russell can't be on the back of no damn milk cart and missing like he was against Minnesota. Yeah, well, well that happens, but you didn't you didn't happen to see Austin Reeves uh, this season? You didn't see him drop career high? You didn't I like, see him I like, third I like Devin Booker and Chris Paul 25 and I believe 12 it was one game? See, here's the thing. We got to stop looking at what's on paper and household names and start looking and seeing what these guys are doing. We got to remember this. Dennis Schroeder is a guy that, you know, he's proven in his league that he could give you a dub a night, even if it's off the bench. I mean, this was a guy a couple years ago that was in a run as far as winning a six-man. So when I look at the Lakers, you don't have to have guys that could create for others because you got AD and Braun. One of those guys are going to be on the floor at all times, if not both of them. So them being healthy, AD just won Western Conference Player of the Month. But we will see come, what is it, Sunday? Yep. Who wants to smoke? <laughs> and, and in fairness, like Harry and, and I have both been high on Austin Reeves all year. You, you make a very good point with him. Uh, let's look at the rest of the playoffs overall. We're talking to Kendrick Perkins real quick here. Who do you think has the most pressure in this playoffs to go out and do something? You know what? I think it's, I think it's the Boston Celtics, to be honest with you. Uh, them going to the finals last year. Um, and, and having been up on the Golden State Warriors and Jason Tatum not playing his best basketball to coming into this season, jumping out fast. Jason Tatum right now, I mean, average 30, the first Celtic player ever to do it in the organization. And Malcolm Brogdon, that team right there has pressure to get it done. Because no matter how much people want to say, oh, you know, Jason Tatum and Jay LeBron, they're young. They'll be together forever. That's not true. That's not true. The way that the league is going and the way that players move around, you know, year after year, they have to capitalize on the moment right now. And when I look at Philly and Milwaukee, they're standing in their way. It's going to be a tough task, but they must get it done. Perk, we always appreciate your expertise. Remember, on Fridays, we're always here for your your, your high school me memories. And you, just, oh, oh, baby. Just me and you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, thanks, buddy. Appreciate you, Perk. All right, like. ESPN NBA analyst Kendrick Perkins giving us uh, – look, he gave a, a lot of really good points. Uh, I'm too buried in to change my mind at this point. I'm dug well, all well, in. The, the, the only thing really quick is that, you know – that was a regular season. It's playoff basketball time now. It's a different ball game. Yeah, we different will, ball game. Uh, we'll see. I need to be right here. Uh, coming up, Daniel Snyder, no longer in command in Washington. See what we did there. But that doesn't mean the NFL can just move on. We'll explain it next. Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. Fitz and Harry, the podcast. There is a preliminary agreement between the group led by Josh Harris, the owner of the 76ers, and Daniel Snyder to sell the commanders for what would be a record price, $6.05 billion.
Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM, Channel 80. We'll get to Dan Snyder in just a second. We have a Woj bomb. The following released by the NBA from NBA Communications. The NBA announced today that the Dallas Mavericks organization has been fined $750,000 for conduct detrimental to the league in an elimination game against the Bulls on April 7th. The Mavericks violated the league's player resting policy and demonstrated through actions and public statements the organization's desire to lose the game in order to improve the chances of keeping its first-round pick in the 2023 NBA draft. The league did not find that the players who participated in the game were not playing to win. The quote, the Dallas Mavericks' decision to restrict key players from fully participating in an elimination game last Friday against Chicago undermined the integrity of our sport. That from Joe Dumars, NBA executive vice president, head of basketball uh, operations. He also said, quote, the Mavericks' actions failed our fans in our league. 750000 bucks. It's a slap on the wrist. Soft, dude. And I brought it up. Did I not bring this up when we talked about it last week? Did I not bring this up? I asked you, did you think Adam Silver was going to give Mark Cuban and the Dallas Mavericks a slap on the wrist, and you told me that they was going to make an example out of him. And I brought it up because I know the mindset of Adam Silver. But I don't think this is a good look. I think they had an opportunity at this moment to make an example out of the Dallas Mavericks to let everyone know that this is not what the NBA is about and we're not going to condone it. And they didn't do it. $750,000 to an owner like Mark Cuban is a slap on the wrist, man. Literally. It's insulting to every single NBA fan. Because think about what this statement says. I'm going to read this again. The Dallas Mavericks, this is from the league. This is from Joe Dumars, NBA executive vice president. The Dallas Mavericks' decision to restrict key players from fully participating in an elimination game last Friday against Chicago undermined the integrity of our sport. The Mavericks' actions failed our fans in our league. Also, this statement says, specifically, the Mavericks violated the league's player resting policy and demonstrated through actions and public statements the organization's desire to lose the game. So what the league is telling you is their investigation showed them what we think is right, and they're telling you it's 750000 bucks. You want to tell me that every team won't pay a million dollars to try and get a better slot in the draft? This is asinine by the league. This is soft by Adam Silver. If your findings are that they did it without any sort of doubt, they didn't hide it, and you are going to punish them, if the punishment is this week, all you're doing is encouraging every team to continue to do it. You cannot tell me that $750,000 is a determinant. If they found that this was the actual ruling, they should have taken that draft pick away no questions asked. That That's my thing. Like, you got to take the draft pick away. We've seen what happened to the Miami Dolphins, right? They don't have a first-round draft pick this season because a draft pick was taken away uh, for the, what, it was the Sean Payton and, and Tom Brady, that whole debacle thing going on that they had, right? Tampering with each other and players that were still on rosters of other teams or whatnot and, and Tom Brady. But I thought this was a perfect time for Adam Silver to say, you know what? We got to make an example. We got to do something right now. We don't want to let this lead to other things happening in the NBA. And they didn't do that. $750,000 to an owner. Which, I have no words for it. I, I, I really mean, don't. I think there's a moment, too, in my head where all I keep thinking about is remember, if they had won that game, their playoff chances, their chances of getting, I should say, the top 10 draft pick and having it protected were about 12%. By losing the game, that chance goes up to 84%. There's still a chance they don't even get to keep the protected pick. But if you're talking about a million dollars to get a quick math, 72% increase in your chance to keep a draft pick, who the hell wouldn't do that? 
I mean, when you start talking about what the Mavericks are worth as a franchise and what 750000 bucks means to their overall net worth to Mark Cuban, I mean, when you think about what Mark Cuban is worth specifically, a $750,000 check means nothing. If I went to you right now, if Harry Douglas owned an NBA team and I said, hey, man, tell you what, you pay me $750,000, I'll get you a top 10 draft pick. You doing that? <laughs> Where's my checkbook? <laughs> you know, I'm old school. Where's my checkbook? <laughs> We're gonna go ahead and write that check right on out to you. I'm just, it's, un- it's unbelievable, man. It's unbelievable. I mean, unbelievable. I'm looking it up now, and according to the worldwide interwebs, these things aren't always accurate. Uh, but Mark Cuban's net worth, according to the Google machine, is roughly 5.1 billion dollars. That's according to Forbes. 5.1 billion dollars is his uh, <laughs> estimated net worth. He pours how much money into the Mavericks every single year? In a world where NBA players make how much money? 750k. But, but but Fitz, I ask because you know Mark Cuban is one of the owners. He's one of the few owners that that are at, at the forefront of everything that his team does, right? You see him in the crowd at the games. He's in front of the camera a lot of the times. So that's why I asked you last week because I'm like it, will Adam Silver make an example out of the uh, guy that is recognized and noticed by so many people? And I thought no last week, and here we are right now. A slap and, on the wrist. Don't do it again, Mark. How Boom. many people I can already hear you know, yelling and tweeting about, well, look at all the other teams that were tanking. I don't really care about that right now. What I care about is the NBA's specific statement. You can't have it both ways. You can't tell me in a specific statement that your investigation shows that they undermine the integrity of the league and the integrity of the game and the integrity of their fans. They under they did all this. You can't release a statement saying, we are 100% certain that the Mavericks cheated the NBA and then turn around and set a precedent of 750 k Because in my mind, a $750,000 precedent, now every single team is going to look at it and say, well, we know, we know what tanking costs and it costs about a million bucks so if that's all they're going to charge us is a million bucks then screw it i'll do that every day and twice on sundays like that that isn't a deterrent not only is it not a big punishment to dallas harry it's not enough of a deterrent for every other team in the same situation to do this for the rest of time right and that's what you don't want you don't want other teams or other owners looking at this and saying you know what mark cuban only got fined seven hundred and fifty thousand dollars if we're in a situation like that we're able to do the same thing because we don't mind paying that money. That money is chump change to our organization. That's the breaking news. The the league has found that the Mavericks did cheat the league, the system, and try to intentionally lose that game. And for all of that finding, 750K is all they managed to find. It, this is a disgrace by Adam Silver and the NBA. We'll keep going with the slate of chaos in the Eastern Conference, plus a much bigger punishment for another owner in sports. That's next on Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio. Fitz and Harry, the podcast. 